Hey, welcome to the James and Kim cast. I'm James Howard. I'm Kim Carson. Hey, before we get started today, let's talk about the gig. It's available thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate our sponsors, EPB Fiber Optics. It's the fastest internet around and the best value in town at only $67.99 a month, only from EPB. Subscribe to the James and Kim cast. Tell your friends about the James and Kim cast. Like us, share us. Interact with us on social media as well. One of our favorites. Don't tell the other guests that. <laughs> Don't, they, yeah. But uh, she is one of our favorites. She is. She is. Local historian Linda Moss Mines on the uh, James and Kim cast. Hello, Linda. Good morning. And I'm, I'm going to uh, actually copy that and save it for days when I'm feeling bad. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do that. Okay. So there's there's two things we want to ask you about. We we uh, we want to ask you about Charles Henry Coolidge Sr. He passed away last uh, last week. And we also want to ask you about the uh, making of a hero, the children's book that was just released. And I, I tell you, a lot of folks are uh, are talking about this special book but charles henry coolidge he passed away at the age of 99 he's uh it, it, linda it, it's my understanding he's chattanooga's only medal of honor recipient is that is that correct he, he is and up until his death he was the oldest living mm. medal of honor recipient one of only two from world war Two, because we're losing so many of our elder statesmen and you know, I, I think for a lot of us in Chattanooga, Charles H. Coolidge has been sort of that local hometown hero, although he was always so hesitant to allow anyone to say that. He he didn't like the term hero, but that's what he was for us because he exemplified the characteristics that I think we all hope that we display in our own lives, but he was that quiet, modest, giant of a man in many ways who exhibited all those characteristics but just lived the life of a good american citizen Mm. Uh, linda i want to go back when we say medal of honor recipient tell us what that means well the medal of honor is the highest award given by our nation for valor on the battlefield you know, you hear, you know, Bronze Star, which is, you know, Bronze Star, Silver Star, Distinguished uh, Cross, all of those are incredible awards. But the Medal of Honor is reserved for that person on the battlefield who exhibits valor in a way that is above and beyond the call of duty. In the history of our nation, there have been only slightly more than 3,000 Medal of Honors distributed and the truth is that today there are less than 70 living medal of honor recipients wow so i mean it when you think about that in the history of our nation more than 20 million people have served in the armed forces and you begin to think about that number who have been awarded the medal of honor it is you know, it's just an unbelievable honor, and yet every person that I've ever, every man that I have ever met who has been awarded the medal, because only until recently were women in combat, every man has been so modest in saying, I only did my duty. I mean, isn't that just, it just makes me teary-eyed. I know, it does. I know. Uh, so what, what mm. did he do? To, to earn this because I know it was just it was it was remarkable bravery it was remarkable bravery and I and I think you know one of the things that we always say with the Medal of Honor is that they are awarded the Medal of Honor each of the Medal of Honor recipients are very quick to say you know I didn't 
earn anything. I, I was awarded this, and I was awarded it in for those men who were serving around me. So Mr. Coolidge, during World War II, is in Europe. And I, I think so often that we forget that prior to the action for which he actually was awarded the Medal of Honor, he had already seen intense fighting. His unit had landed at Salerno. They had come through Monte Cassino, up through Italy, fought at Anzio, and then they were coming up through France. Eventually, the forces would join with those forces that had landed at D-Day. And, you know, they would then unite, pivot, and turn to the east and head toward Berlin to take down the Nazi um, power at that point. Well, at you know, Mr. Coolidge was the old man in his unit at age 23. I mean, at age 23. And so many of the men that he had with him by that point, because there'd been such heavy fighting, were replacements. So they were 17, 18, and 19 years old. So, you know, when you have someone who is a seasoned combat survivor and young boys, can I say boys? I mean, oh, my Lord. Mm. Yes. My son at 18, I didn't want him to drive across the state of Tennessee, much less be involved in a military combat. Um, They are in France, and they have been ordered to take what becomes known in military history as Hill 623. And they encounter Germans on Hill 623, and they need to hold the hill to give the other U.S. units time to get into their positions and Charles H. Coolidge, you know, is this young tech sergeant who is leading this group of, of really raw recruits, encounters the Germans led by two tanks. He has with him a buddy who is a little bit younger than he is who actually speaks German, and he tells the buddy to tell the Germans to surrender. And, I mean, he has a small platoon, and they have tanks and and a unit. Oh, my gosh. Uh, his, his, I know. Is that not just, And I mean, they step out into the open and do this, and the buddy conveys the message. The uh, lid on one of the tanks pops open, and the German um, tank commander stands up, and he can speak in English, and he says to Charles H. Coolidge, in effect, buddy, you need, you know, you need to surrender. And Charles H. Coolidge says, buddy, you'll have to come get me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he grabs a bazooka to try and hold them off. Well, what he didn't realize was is that his radio operator had taken the battery out of the bazooka to fire up their radio so they could be in communication. The bazooka doesn't work. He then uses his sidearms and his gun, and he holds those tanks. He is able to maneuver, and he holds those tanks in a bay. He and his men hold them for four days on Hill 623, allowing the U.S. forces to get in position, and then they will retreat off of the hill in, in a misty fog. And, I mean, it's the, it's the story that you would see in a movie. And sure. think there's no way one guy would do this. Who would walk up and confront a tank? Mm. And yet Charles H. Coolidge does it. And you know what? When we interviewed him for one of the videos that we have at the Medal of Honor Heritage Center and said, I mean, Mr. Coolidge, that's courageous, but, you know, there's also a little bit of it that's just crazy. (laughs) And I mean, it is. Sure. And he said, I did it. You know, why would you do something like that? And he said, I was worried about my boys. Mm. Oh. Mm. And therein lies 
the whole esprit de corps, that idea of camaraderie. He was taking care of his boys. Mm. I mean, wow. To That's hear, just that. It's a wow moment. To hear you say, you know, to, to tell his story and to, to read his story, to know his story, there are no words. There are, there are just no words after you hear it. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, he graduated from uh, Chattanooga High School in 1939, uh, went to work for the family business as a uh, bookbinder at uh, Chattanooga Printing and Engraving. The reason why I'm, I'm mentioning this, I'm looking at a calendar now, uh, through the years, I mean, working with Luther for 20-plus years here at WDEF Radio, uh, his son would always drop off a, a handful of calendars. And uh, yeah. to this very day, we use these calendars. Yes. And uh, it, he's he, he's so special, obviously, uh, and his whole family is 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 definitely special. So we've got a few minutes left, Linda, and and I want to I want to pop over here. I've got it. I got it in my notes. Uh, the um, oh, his funeral. Uh, his it's on fu- Friday. There is a public service, and then there's a private family service that will be at the National Cemetery. Okay. But we are encouraging people to line the streets from from the church there at First Pres on Macaulay Avenue out to the National Cemetery, of course, on Holt's Claw. I mean, when we think about, it's not just what he did as a Medal of Honor recipient, James, but it's the 76 years that he lived mm. After he was awarded the Medal of Honor on June the 18th of 1945, he was chairman of our Armed Forces Parade for years. He came back and simply took his uniform off and went to work being a good neighbor and a good citizen. Mm. We'd love to see people with their flags along that cemetery route. You know, I'm hoping that when we look back, that will have occurred. But, I mean, what a... What a homecoming oh, oh, it has to be experienced. Yeah, and a, and a celebration of life. So, exactly. So, yeah, okay, so I've got my notes pulled up. It says visitation will be at Heritage Funeral Home, 7454 East Brainerd Road, followed by services at uh, First Presbyterian Church of Chattanooga on April 16th, 2021. Burial with a private family uh, service will be held at the uh, National Cemetery of, of Chattanooga, and it says here uh, donations in lieu of flowers can be made to First Presbyterian Church of Chattanooga or the uh, Charles H. Coolidge National Heritage Center. What time are, are would you recommend us line the streets? They're saying that we will leave probably the funeral home around eleven thirty, eleven forty-five. So I would think um, anytime earlier than that. You know, I, I think I'd want to. A front row seat to see. It's almost like that image from mythology. Interestingly, we'll talk mythology again. You know, right. that idea that heroes are mounted up on the wings of eagles with mm. laurel leaves and everything. This is Chattanooga's mm. chance to see a hero born home. Mm. It, it's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal occurrence. It's a once in a lifetime occurrence. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. You've given me chill bumps yeah. today. Mm. You had to throw in mythology. <laughs> I did. I did because I have to connect with Lucy. Uh, of course, you have to connect with my daughter Lucy. So, okay, so we're we're just about out of time, Linda. But we got to ask you. And in fact, we're, we're going to have to just have you on just to talk to you specifically about your new book, The Making of a Hero. I will say this: I was at a family get together, and it was uh, twenty plus folks. Uh, we were in my mom and dad's backyard, and she goes, "Grandkids, I have." I have something for you. And she brought out a stack 
of your books, Linda. Uh, the, oh, my goodness. Yeah, The Making of a Hero, and she passed them out to each family, and she wanted to make sure that her kids knew the sacrifices that that those that are in this book made for our wonderful country. So, can Linda, can you um, – and I'm getting a little teary-eyed thinking about it. I know, it. <laughs> you are. But, but Linda. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just choked up here on the other end. And you know I'm so seldom that way, but I'm, well, I'm, I think your mother is a kindred spirit. Mm, yeah, she's, she's wonderful. So where can we get this book? And, and tell us briefly what this book is all about. Okay, it's The Making of a Hero, Six Stories of the Medal of Honor. And it's available at the Medal of Honor Heritage Center. It's available at your local bookstores. It's available online from Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, those sorts of places. But what what I wanted to do was in a format that young people, you know, ages second grade up through actually even high school. I had some high school kids say they loved it. You know, the idea of where do heroes come from? And, and it's that idea that if you are trained, if we grow up being taught values, the values of community, um, commitment, citizenship, sacrifice, integrity, patriotism, that in those moments of peril, you go into autopilot and you choose to do the right thing because you've been taught the right thing. And in telling the story, what I've attempted to do is I've used uh, Arthur MacArthur, Alvin C. York, uh, Desmond Doss, Ray Duke, uh, James, uh, George Jordan, and I'm forgetting somebody. I'm leaving somebody out, which is terrible, but I'm, I'm doing it off the top of my head. Um, and I've read it, and I, I wish I can back you up on this one. Is it Dr., Dr. Mary Edwards Walker? Oh, Dr. Mary Walker, the only yes. female to have received the Medal of Honor. And, of course, she received the medal for the work that she did at, Ch- at Chattanooga. And then when the retreat occurred, she came back to Chattanooga with the Union forces and had her hospital downtown across from what today would be Second Pres and was just an amazing combat surgeon. In fact, she's commitment. She tried and tried and tried to volunteer, and they kept saying, you know, we don't, a woman surgeon. She was the first licensed accredited female surgeon in the history of our nation, and the Army didn't know what to do with her, but she just irritated them for so long that they finally (laughs) said, fine, tenacious, join us. And she did. There's a lot to be said for being persistent. Yes, yes. What a story. What a story. And there's six of these, um, these gripping stories, and you can share with your family the making of a hero. What a great, what a great book. Linda Moss Mines, uh, we so appreciate your time. Thank you. We, we've got to wrap up. Th- Unfortunately, we've got to wrap up this conversation. But we'll have you back again. We just love talking to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I enjoy the chance to talk history. Thank you. I'm looking at Charles Henry Coolidge Sr.'s obituary, and you can learn more about uh, Mr. Coolidge by logging on to mohhc.org. And, uh, hey, support the uh, Charles H. Coolidge uh, Medal of Honor Heritage uh, Center, downtown Chattanooga. What a great, great museum that we have in our own backyard right next to the Tennessee Aquarium. Support that, that Heritage Center and line the streets 
All right, in support of the Coolidge family. Linda, we love you. Thank you. Love you all, too. Bye. Don't you love it when she's on our show? She's incredible. And and on the Change of Kim cast. She is. She really is. Hey, thank you very much for tuning in to the Change of Kim cast. And we just want to once again thank our sponsors, EPB Fiber Optics. Of course, they're giving you the best internet value in town at $67.99 a month, only from EPB. Until next time, so long.